You are listening to the Business Society Podcast with Melissa Houston, CPA, financial strategist for CEOs, and a Forbes.com columnist. The Business Society community is where business owners come together to learn about real business, common problems, and real solutions. Are you a successful business owner who is now ready to learn how to increase your profit margins so that you can keep more money in your pocket and build your personal net worth? You are in the right place. With over 20 years of experience working with business owners, I share with you real advice that will help you increase the profit in your business and build your net worth. I know you're a genius at what you do, regardless of what profession you're in, and I'm here to help you make sense of the money and other pressing business issues. Have a business problem? We'll find real business solutions. Cynthia Mason is a Canadian lawyer and trademark agent with a passion for helping businesses own and protect their brands. Over the span of her 20-year legal career, she has worked with new entrepreneurs all the way up to multinational companies to protect their trademarks from theft and misuse. Cynthia is also a legal innovator and has developed Markably, an online platform for registering trademarks, making it easier and more affordable for new and aspiring entrepreneurs to own their names, logos, and taglines. Hey, Cynthia, welcome to the Business Society podcast. I am so excited to have you here with us today. Oh, thanks, Melissa. I'm really excited to be here, too. I listen to a lot of your podcast episodes, and the information that you're sharing is so important to business owners who are, you know, struggling in terms of making a profit. And so I'm really excited to be here, and hopefully I can share a little bit about how having great trademarks can contribute to profitability. Well, thank you so much for the compliment. And yes, we are very excited to talk about trademarks. And before we get, before we dive into it, can you just tell us a little bit about your business? So, and your background, so people understand that you are indeed the expert. (laughs) Well, my name is Cynthia Mason. I am a Canadian lawyer and trademark agent. And my practice has focused exclusively on protecting brands for the last 20 years. I started at a large Toronto law firm, gradually made my way east. I'm now in Ottawa, Ontario, and I'm kind of the managing lawyer of my own law firm for the last eight years. And we protect trademarks. That's all we do. It's what we love. And we work with some really great clients some really innovative clients who have great names that we see every day out there in the marketplace. And yeah, that's basically me in a nutshell. I love it. I love it because I'm so curious about trademarks. It always fascinated me because there's so much information out there. And I find a lot of the information conflicts with you know, other sources, right? So, or there's a lot of confusion in the space. So can you talk to me about why it's important to trademark and what exactly you would trademark? Yeah, for most, the vast majority of businesses, trademarks are names, logos, taglines. They are the the most visual elements of your brand. It's basically, I mean, and the name is really the most kind of important element that 
the vast majority of purchasers and consumers, that's what they associate with your business. That's what they associate with what you sell. And so when they connect something like a name, logo, or tagline with what you sell, it is a trademark. And trademarks exist. Whether you take the steps to register them as trademarks or not, Canadian law recognizes both registered and unregistered trademarks. The reason why you would want to take the steps to register them is because registration grants you a whole bucket of benefits that unregistered trademark owners just don't have. So the main one really is most businesses start out very local. You you have a couple of clients or maybe you're a product seller and you're selling in a very specific location. And so unregistered, when you're using an unregistered trademark, your rights only exist where you have sold versus if a registered trademark owner has, they own that name, that logo, that tagline all across Canada. And so national ownership is really one of the biggest benefits to to trademarking or registering a trademark as your own is it grants you ownership of it all across the country. There are other, you know, benefits that oftentimes business owners don't so much care how you would stop somebody from using your name or something that's very similar. But when you contact a lawyer to help you, when you see somebody who's kind of using something that's confusing, the first question we're going to ask you is, do you have a trademark registration for that? Because it grants, it gives you access to legal claims that unregistered trademark owners don't have. It changes kind of the legal test for determining whether what they're doing is actually kind of encroaching upon your rights. If you have a trademark registration, it's a different analysis versus your you have unregistered trademark rights. In 2022, one of the other huge reasons why you would want to have a trademark registration for your name, your logo, your tagline is so you can enforce your rights online. So with all the social media platforms, they all have intellectual property infringement complaint procedures in place to protect brand owners. But kind of the price of entry for for using these procedures is to have a trademark registration that proves you are the owner of that trademark in any particular country. And so taking the steps to trademark it is really is is going to give you access to the ability to stop people from infringing your trademarks online. I could talk for hours on why you want to <laughs> register your trademarks, but those tend to be like the three most compelling reasons for, yeah. for business owners. Okay. So then when you're a business owner and you're using a name, when do you know it's time to register that name? Well, the best time to do it is before you launch it. <laughs> okay. So, you know, the trademark registration process in Canada is there to grant you ownership of a name. But one thing that I think a lot of people don't appreciate is that your rights in an unregistered trademark only start the day that you start selling something. So oftentimes there's a there's a big development buildup before you launch a business, before you launch a new product or a service. You have the name in mind and you kind of start developing that business based on a name, but you actually don't have legal rights, unregistered legal rights in your name until you start selling something. So you can actually jump ahead of that by filing a trademark application. So The trademark registration process in Canada is currently taking about three years. So you want to file your application to register your trademark as early as possible, ideally before you publicly launch it and announce to the world that this is going to be your trademark. Because filing that application is securing your right in line to own it as your trademark. And so the best time to do it is long before you publicly launch it. 
really after you kind of have decided that this is a name that you want, that it's going to resonate with your audience and that it's available for you to use. So part of the the due diligence that's required when coming up with a new name or any other trademark is you want to do some searches to make sure that there isn't somebody else out there already using it. And so the point where you should be applying to register it is right after you have decided upon it and determined that there isn't anybody else using it in a way that's going to conflict with your use, then you should apply to register it. The reality is most business owners launch and start using a name and a logo or tagline. They start using them as unregistered trademarks and they wait until their business starts to take off and then Mm. they take the steps to register it. It can be a little bit more complicated because not only is ownership of a name, a logo, a tagline determined by who's using it first, but you also want to be the first on the the register. So you want to be the first to file an application to register it because the trademarks office considers that person to be the one who is entitled to own it across Canada. And the only way you can kind of sway them from that view is by going through the opposition procedures, which it's a, you know, it's a little litigation procedure and it's takes more years, like three years for a straightforward registration. Once you get into the opposition procedure, you can easily double that before you're going to get through it. And there's no guarantee that you will get through it. So it can be risky to wait, although the vast majority of people do it. They do wait until they their business starts to take off. But the, the ideal time is before you launch. And then the next best time is as soon as possible after. Okay. So Listeners, if you're like, oh, I didn't do that before I launched, now is the best, the second best time to register that trademark. So if you want to find out if your name is like being used, like the name, whatever the business name, is there a place you can go to search that online? There's a couple of different places that you should be searching. The one of the main places is obviously the Canadian Trademarks Register. If you're talking about here in Canada, if you're talking about in the United States, the USPTO has a trademark database. They're both publicly available online and you can search to see if your exact name or the one that you want to use is already in use or already pending registration for somebody else to use in the future. I wouldn't recommend that you limit your searches to your exact name. I would say you want to kind of take the dominant element of it. So if your name incorporates two words, you want to search the first word and see what other uses of that word are out there. Is that word already in use in your industry? And can your mark coexist with it? So The trademarks register in whatever country you're planning to launch is really the main place where you should look. You should also run a business name search. So I think there's a lot of confusion between trademarks and business names because we talk about trademarking your name. And oftentimes for most businesses, especially service-based businesses, their business name is their trademark. You can have, you know, a podcast name be another trademark. You can have, you know, a signature program name be a trademark. And it can be different from your business name, but oftentimes for a lot of small businesses, their business name is their main trademark. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, you want to search the trademarks register to see if it's already somebody else's trademark, but you also want to do a nuanced search here in Canada to see if maybe it's somebody's business name. And so that they haven't taken the steps to register it as a trademark, but they're using it as a business name. And so you would run a business name search to see if your proposed name is maybe not somebody's federal trademark, but it is a provincial business name. 
the next best place is just run a Google search and don't just stop on the first page of search results. Go a number of pages to see if your name is being used by somebody else. Search domain name registries. Oftentimes when people are picking a name, one of the first places they should look is to see, is the is the URL available? Is it, are the top level domains available? Oftentimes, if your exact trademark is not already the, the subject of an existing domain name, you should just snap it up and kind of register it for a year to mm-hmm. kind of give you the option to use it if yeah, you decide to go that route. So those are kind of the big places where where we search. We search trademark registers, business name registries, the internet, and domain names. And, you know, it's funny because I heard a story yesterday that probably illustrates what you're talking about. Have you ever heard of Entrepreneur on Fire? John no. Lee Okay. So he's an entrepreneur. He's, he's US based, but he had gotten to the point where he's, you know, fairly successful. So Entrepreneur Magazine went to them and said, Hey, you need to stop using Entrepreneur on Fire because it has Entrepreneur on it. So he had to switch it to EO Fire, right? So this is an example of having that trademark, right? Right. If he had a trademarked it earlier on, it would have been more challenging for Entrepreneur the Magazine to stop him because, you know, once you have a trademark registration, that's the government telling you you have the right to use this name. I mean, it's but even little- though like Entrepreneur on Fire was very different from Entrepreneur, but I guess because they trademarked Entrepreneur, it yeah can apply it- basically anywhere where someone's using Entrepreneur. Right. Yeah. Which I mean, uh, yeah, intuitively <laughs> we're like, well, you can't own that, but they can because I mean, they have used it and clearly diligently protected their exclusivity of it and they've promoted it heavily. So I would say, I mean, their trademark rights, they, they initially picked what I would say is not a great trademark to start, but they invested heavily in marketing it. And when you do that, you can take an otherwise crummy trademark and turn it into a well-known brand. There are a lot of descriptive, like we, we don't advocate at all picking names that are descriptive or generic. I mean, this is one of the, one of the things, one of the decisions that will cost you money is trying to own a descriptive name. So it's always better to kind of be outside that, that scope of descriptive and generic names into names that just suggest what you want your, your customers to feel. And so, yeah, with Entrepreneur Magazine, they have built an otherwise descriptive name into a well-known brand and it, it makes it, yeah, they, it, it requires them to spend a lot of money in terms of keeping people from using that name in connection with a service that would be otherwise considered within their scope of rights. Okay. Now let's talk about, you know, we're, we're talking about Canadian based trademarking, but if you're Canadian based for my Canadian listeners out there and you may be wondering, do I trademark in Canada? Do I trademark in the U.S.? What do you do? Well, if you are a Canadian business and you are never, ever going to have customers in the United States, you you can't really support having a trademark there. Registrations don't exist and don't grant rights that aren't reflective of use. And so in order to have a United States trademark registration, at some point you have to prove that you are actually using your trademark in United States commerce and selling all of the products and services that you've claimed. So, you know, oftentimes, you know, businesses that are Canadian restaurants are like in one city, they're only ever going to be one restaurant. Maybe they're going to franchise and have a couple of others, but you know, spas tend to be very local. So if you are a local Canadian business and you never expect to do business across the border, you just need a Canadian trademark registration. Don't bother with the United States. 
a lot of service-based and product-based businesses, their goals are to eventually export to the United States because it's a much bigger market. And so we often recommend when you're clearing a name, so when we're doing the searches before you launch to see if you can use a name, we recommend doing the searches in Canada and the United States at the same time because it makes no sense to only search in Canada if you plan to export to the United States three or four years from now and your name is not available there, but it is available in Canada, what are you going to do? Are you going to have separate brands or would you rather know that at the get-go and just pick a brand name that is available in both countries? Trademarks are country-specific. You you should have a trademark in whatever country that you have customers and are, they're buying from you. It really depends on where you're currently doing business and where your growth plans really are. Okay, I love that. Now, let's kind of switch the conversation a bit into the financial benefits of having a trademark because a, a trademark is a finance. Well, it's an asset. It on is your an asset. Sheet, right? Yeah. So, I mean, every business has a trademark. So any, even if you are, you know, you're a freelancer and you are offering your, you're doing your services, you're offering your services under your own personal name. In that sense, your name is your trademark. I mean, it's not something that you could likely register, but Every business has a trademark. Their name and what is held out to the public as indicative of their products and their services is their trademark. Where you get into a discussion on financial value is great trademarks are just worth more. And there are, I think, a number of different ways in which they will either save your business money or result in a higher valuation at the end of the day in case you're planning to sell your business when you have a great trademark versus a mediocre or a really bad one, the values are different. And when I talk about a great trademark, there there are certain kind of factors that go into determining how good a trademark really is. I mean, great trademarks are not descriptive. They're not generic. They're not personal names. They're not geographic names. They really are names that are memorable in terms of or memorable to your target users or your target customers. And the factors that go into whether somebody is likely to remember your name are things like, how does it make you feel? Generic and descriptive names, they're kind of neutral. Nobody feels really strongly towards them either way, especially in the beginning. Whereas names that are very unique and coined and don't tell customers exactly what you're selling they tend to be easier to remember because there's not a lot of users out there of the same words and they invoke feelings of, they invoke positive feelings in, in target audience. And so to me, a great name is one that's easy to remember. And what goes into the memorability of a name is really, it's a factor of how different is it or how distinctive is it in relation to what you're selling and is there anybody else out there using something similar? So mm-hmm. those are really kind of the two key elements that go into whether a name is likely to be remembered or not by your mm-hmm. target audience. So when you have a name that has a strong, it's strongly recognized, people are, it's easy to remember. It, it's worth more to your business in a number of different ways. One way is it's going to cost you less to advertise. The easiest way to kind of explain how a great name can save you money in advertising is to think about if you want your business to be found online, 
One way that consumers go about finding a business online is the main way is they type the name into the the search bar and they're doing it by name. And that's why you want to have something that people can easily recall. They could spell it easily. It's short. This when someone's typing that into the search bar, they are more likely to get to your name if your name is indeed unique. It's not descriptive. And there are many other users out there with the same name. Versus if you've named your name, if your name is largely consisting of descriptive terms and they're common in your industry, people type that into the search bar, they're going to get a lot of competing users. And so they're not going to know which one is you. And so even, you know, just for organic search reasons, you would want to have a unique name that people are searching. Additionally, if you're going to get into paid advertising, pay-per-click advertising, generic terms cost a lot of money. And so there's a lot of competition for them, and that's why they cost a lot of money. So if your branding is dependent upon a generic or descriptive term, you're going to have to pay a lot of money for the advertising keywords, but you're also going to have to invest a lot in SEO in order to overcome all of the competitors that are out there using those same words and terms in their marketing. Okay. That's why having a really distinctive and unique, memorable name is the fastest path to getting your business found online. Now, another way, you know, going back to what I said for your trademark being a financial asset shows up on your balance sheet. And one thing I've been talking more to listeners about, and I'm going to keep talking more about, is when you're setting your your business up and you're running your business to think about your exit strategy, you know, 10 years 20 years before you actually plan on exiting, right? And having a trademark is a valuable asset because it can increase, like if you, when you get to the point where you want to sell your business, it can increase the value of your business, right? So what I really want to express to listeners is that business expenses that are assets and other expenses that are just sunk costs. And when you are investing in a trademark, you're investing in something that could potentially give you back that value when it's time to sell or be increased over the years, correct? Absolutely. I mean, and your name kind of when it comes down to the point where you are looking to sell your business or people are looking at your business as a potential acquisition, there's this whole kind of value that is attributed to the goodwill. Goodwill is basically the likelihood or that's the reason why people buy from you. It includes a bunch of different things. Brands are in there. Because they don't have like a readily convertible to cash value, but they are, they, they play a large part as to why customers keep coming back to you. And part of that is how well known is your name in your industry? Are you the market leader? And can people remember your name versus everybody else's? And so when you have a really great name and it's a unique name that nobody else has been able to encroach upon, you have a greater value. Goodwill is arguably of greater value. And that is kind of the element where you can kind of play with the purchase price of your business. And so the other element of that, and I we just recently saw this in one of the cases that, that we're working on for a client, is that when you start using a trademark that is similar to somebody else's, and if, a, if you get the opinion that you can never own that by way of a trademark registration, Think about that, you know, 10 years down the road, you want to sell your business and, you know, the acquirer is you want them to pay an increased amount for your goodwill. Mm -hmm. But then when it comes down to it and they'll ask, well, do you have a trademark register? Do you have ownership of this name? And 
you know, your response is, well, I could never trademark it because there are confusing names on the register or, you know, a lawyer told me I couldn't trademark it because it was descriptive or generic. You're trying to sell a business with a value for goodwill based on a name that you can never own. That is not a great position to be in. Absolutely. Yeah. You want to own the name that the public is using to identify your products and services. And Mm -hmm. that's why it is so important from day one to be using a name that you can own and then to take the steps to actually own it. Yeah. Yeah. Completely agree. You know, this has been an absolutely interesting talk and I hope it helps clarify the trademarking issues for listeners. And there's so many questions out there. I know it's been super helpful for me. If there's one thing that you really want listeners to walk away with today, what would that be? Well, I guess it really, it depends on where you are in your business. If you Mm -hmm. are starting out or you are not committed to your name, my biggest advice at this point would be make sure you have a great name. A great name, it's going to set you up for success in ways that, you know, just mediocre and crummy names will not. It will make growth much easier. It will save you money. Like I said, in advertising, It, it a great name will also help you charge premium prices for your products and services. When there's a lot of loyalty to your name and a lot of recognition, you can charge more for what you're doing. You don't have to compete on price. And then when you have a great name, take the steps to own it to make sure that on paper, you are the owner of it in Canada, in the United States, in any other countries where you're doing business. That's great advice. So I know people are going to want to reach out to you to get some help, some opinions, some advice. Where can they find you? The best place to find me is on LinkedIn. Just search me, Cynthia Mason. I'm on LinkedIn. You can also find me through our website, masonpc.com. We have great information that's available online. We always love to talk to business owners about their their trademarks. And we offer a 15-minute free consult for everybody to kind of You can ask us anything in that 15 minutes, you know, just to get you started on where you can really get the most value for your investment. And I'm not just talking about financial investment, but your time investment in terms of protecting your name and your logos and your taglines. We can get you started with a path and a strategy for kind of maximizing the value of your business based on 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 your trademarks. Perfect. I love that. And we're going to leave the links in the show notes. So thank you so much, Cynthia, for sharing your expertise today with us. And we'll talk soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Business Society podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, leave us a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with someone you think would love it. Until next time, I'm Melissa Houston. And never forget, nobody will ever care about your money as much as you do. So never give your financial power away.